Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I look back at AEW Dynamite and coming off a 1.2 million viewership from the week before. How can they follow it up? And you know what? A very mature show. And we'll get into that. Also, myself, Bully, and Mark Henry, our other Hall of Famer here on Busted Open, interview Molly Holly, who just got in to the Hall of Fame. All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. I thought a great job by AEW and a really good job in that main event on AEW Dynamite. One of the biggest things that I saw last night was AEW start to tighten their screws. And I have been preaching that on this show since the day they started. I saw better in-ring psychology. I saw better registering. I saw better selling. I saw better struggling. I saw better pacing. I saw better refereeing. All of the little things that we have been talking about. When I say pacing, I mean pacing of the show, pacing of the matches. Listen, we got a lot on that show last night. We got a lot packed packed into those two hours, but I never felt last night like I couldn't breathe. Somehow they found, found a way to give me segment one, get out, let me breathe. Give me segment two, get out, let me breathe. I don't know if you felt the same way. I'm just telling you what I saw last night. Uh, Gabby didn't show up to work today, so Andre, who's always been a big part of Buster. That's a story for another day. But Andre actually used this word to describe AEW Dynamite from last night. Mature. Maturity. It seems like you talked about, Bully, that the honeymoon period is now over for AEW. Well, if the honeymoon period's over, then you're going to have to show some maturity, and I thought they did last night. Uh, I agree. That's a good word um, to describe the show. And not only is the honeymoon period over, but now you have to earn that rating every week since you did so well last week. Listen. Great job by AEW, 1.2 million uh, last week. I hope their rating this week is even higher. Great job by NXT this past week. Their rating's up also. 
Dave, I found myself watching AEW last night and something popped into my head. Tell me what you think. Normally, on a Wednesday night, if I'm flipping back and forth between AEW and NXT, I'm kind of comparing both shows to one another. I just It's just human nature. You got two wrestling shows on. They're on one channel away from one another. You're going to kind of be like, oh, I like this more than this, or I like, you know, whatever. You're going to compare. You know what I started comparing AEW to last night? What's that? Monday Night Raw. Wow. And I, but, but listen to this. I'm like, holy shit. When I start looking at AEW now on a Wednesday night, hitting a 1.2 rating, I'm thinking of Monday Night Raw. I'm like, this show is significantly more entertaining, significantly more fun than Raw. It's not even close. I don't, I'm, I don't even want to compare it to NXT anymore. Those days are over. Yeah. Now I'm looking at AEW in a comparison with Raw. And you know how we talk about Raw on a Tuesday morning, even though this week we had a lot of positives to say, but it's a, it can be a drag at times. Last night didn't feel like a drag at all. Yeah, and and bully and listen, they got let's see if they maintain this 1.2. This is their biggest rating since their debut episode when they started in October of 2019. Bully, you and you've done a good job, and I'll break it down for this foundation that we're now seeing in AEW. There was a lot of things that you said, hey, as lessons that I really need a think that AEW needs to do in order to thrive and survive. And you talk about tightening of the screws, but also you put a benchmark. Hey, I want to see AEW get to that million. And we see them, we've seen them get close, but we never seen them go over that bar. Now they have. So now you're going back because you said, where's that audience that they had on our debut episode? Well, now they were able to get that audience back. So now they got a 1.2 last week. And we'll, and hopefully they'll maintain or maybe even get better over this week. We'll see. But we are hoping now that you've reached that million mark that that's where you're going to stay. Bully, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is the biggest Monday Night Raw that there is, right? People say that's the biggest Raw of the year, correct? Yes. The third hour did a 1.8. So you're talking about the show that's been around for decades and decades, the biggest Raw of the year, and then you're talking about the third hour doing a 1.8. And now you're talking about a company that's been around for a year and a half being able to get a 1.2 without any competition, just like Monday Night Raw doesn't have any competition. Is there that big of a difference between a 1.2 and a 1.8? Or this past week where the third hour did a 1.7 in the third hour? If you're in a race, and I'm not saying that AEW and and Raw are in a race, but if you are, and you're significantly behind whoever's in the lead, but then all of a sudden that person in the lead is in your sights, you now know you have a chance. You have hope. I think Dynamite, depending on what they did this week, this week, this rating should be interesting. But I think they have Raw in their sights. Now, to make up ground on 600,000 viewers is going to take consistent shows, consistent booking, 
consistent matches, consistency, period, mm-hmm. on the part of AEW and everybody from Tony, Gaunt, Tony Khan to the guy that sets up the ring, who I'm a big fan of. His name is Bob Rosen. Uh, great guy. Sets up the ring at AEW. Um, but it's not that far away. Not that far away at all. And after the show I watched last night, I walked away. I was like, that was an easy, easy watch. That two hours flew by, and everything I saw, I liked. I We could go down. The, we can go down last night's show, and I can give you at least one positive from every single segment. Yeah, and I want to break it out. Now, listen, Bully, If if and I don't think this is going to happen, but it, let's just say the rating falls back to what they were doing uh, before this switch from uh, Wednesdays to Tuesdays for NXT, and they fall back into that $700,000, I mean 700,000 number like that of viewers, then we're not having this discussion anymore. Then we, we, we can't have no. that discussion. But if they can maintain a million viewers and, and listen, tighten the screws, add additional stars to their programming, get more viewers, gain traction, and have a better all-around product like you said that you saw last night on AEW Dynamite? What's wrong with having that discussion? I don't think there's a problem with having that discussion moving forward. I always like to have an apples-to-apples discussion or comparison. If NXT's rating went up uh, this week, I don't know why AEW's can't click up this week also. Was there anything going on out there that might take attention away from uh, pro, uh, pro wrestling at night? Like the news cycle? Yeah, there was. The George Floyd case. And, you know, the verdict and everything. So some people could have been invested in the news, but as far as the NXT number was concerned, it showed a raise of about 50,000. So I'm expecting AEW to stay in that 1.2, maybe a little bit more. Because if NXT was able to go up, AEW should, especially with the show we got. And also, too, if if NXT, we saw the number rise, I think some of that has to do with the fact that it seems like on Monday Night Raw, they really are so showing a lot more commercials. They're pushing NXT a little bit more. Because you said, hey, if you're going to get 1.8%, a million people watching Monday Night Raw and NXT is a significantly better show than Raw and people give it a chance you know maybe we're seeing the effects of that as well looking for a new show to dive into well go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I think every company has a lot of pressure on them right now to deliver because wrestling fans are turning to pro wrestling for entertainment. They can't go to the shows. I mean, yeah, you get a couple of people at shows here and there, you know, NXT, AEW. Um, But, Dave, how many times on this show, our show, have we talked about uh, Impact and the reset button? Now, we're not talking about the reset button right now. Impact has done a very nice job of resetting, I'd say, over the past two years or so much much better product a lot more fun some outside of the box stuff the the uh the crossover with aew uh, i i think they're they're doing well but i am not a believer or a fan or an excuse maker you can never take a step backwards in pro wrestling never impact as an opportunity with this main event to garner more eyes because you're tuning in to fight TV. You're tuning in for the entire impact event, correct? Yes. You might be tuning in to see Kenny versus Swan to see what's happening, but you're going to want to stick around and watch the entire event. Here's their opportunity. The bait is Kenny versus Swan. Now the company has an opportunity to show, okay, you might have tuned in for this, but look at all of the other great characters we have. Look at the other great uh, wrestlers we have. Look at the great matches we have. Look at the great stories we have. This is a big opportunity for Impact to get some new eyes on their product. You know, a perfect example would be our show yesterday. We spoke to Deanna Perrazzo, your Impact Knockouts champion, and she has a big match against Dashwood for the championship title on Sunday. And we spoke to Tasha Steeles and her and Kiara Hogan. You know, Fire and Flavor have been amazing week in and week out on Impact Wrestling. So, again, they have enough elements, Bully, and they have a very, very strong show that if people are tuning in just for the main event but watch the rest of the show, I really do think that that is going to greatly excuse the pun, impact their viewership moving moving forward on Access TV. Hopefully it does. We talk every day about how we want all wrestling fans to watch all pro wrestling. Hopefully they're tuning in. for. I've, I've, I've said so far that I don't believe that 
the hype, the buzz Mm -hmm. for this AEW Impact relationship has really delivered yet. Let's see if this Sunday night changes my mind. Has to. I mean, this is this this is it. I mean, this is this is the exclamation I'm not, I'm not point. I'm saying it hasn't been good. I'm not saying it hasn't been good. It's been good. But when I hear AEW and Impact have a relationship, and when I see uh, the Good Brothers on AEW television, I'm like, I'm I want something more, man. Hopefully, this Sunday is that something more. Yeah, and, you know, I want to get into the main event from AEW Dynamite last night with Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. One thing that they did, which I thought was fantastic, Bully, and it's something that's really not done in pro wrestling anymore. And I heard all these fans on social media saying, how is the TNT championship more important than the AEW Women's Championship? And I was seeing that, and I was like, why am I seeing these tweets? When, where, what, did I miss something? Did I not hear something correctly? And they're like, well, the main event is for the TNT championship and not the AEW Women's Championship. Well, again, fundamentals and basics. The Women's Championship was a one-hour time limit. Can't put it in the main event slot. It's a one-hour time limit. You have to put it on earlier in the show because, hey, this could go an hour. The TNT championship is a championship you know, TV time remaining. I know it sounds silly and it sounds small, but it's those little things, Bully, that really make a difference. And you know what? That's the credibility factor that's missing in a lot of other programming right now outside of AEW. Hey, if you want me to truly believe that this could go an hour, you don't put it with 20 minutes left in the show. You put it on where it could fit into an hour on the show. Dave, if there's anybody who knows about the little things, it would be you. <laughs> Fun size, my friend. Fun size. <laughs> whip out your stickers. <laughs> whip out your stickers. Hashtag whip out your stickers. But but do you understand where I'm getting at? Like, it's, Of course I do. You know, and I mentioned that with Scott Demore. Not to take a shot, but I guess I kind of did. Like, you know, somebody just showing up on Raw for the first time and demanding a championship opportunity at WrestleMania. That makes no sense. But when you dot your I's and you cross your T's, the fans will buy into your product a little bit more. I am all about everything making sense. And every I that you can dot and every T that you can cross only makes for a better product. I don't like it when, first of all, if I critique myself, I'm I'm the worst, the absolute worst. Like, remember how Meatloaf would never watch any of his performances back because he, because he sucks so bad? That's me. And I wanted to be the 300-pound lead singer, but Meatloaf beat me to the gimmick. Um, so when I watch my stuff back... I questioned myself so hard. Why didn't I dot that I? Why didn't I dot that T? That's why I put everything under a microscope so much because I know that whatever we see, whatever we create, we're in charge of. So we have the ability to do something or not do something. And if we're going to do it and it doesn't make sense, why do it? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do a certain move in the ring, or if I'm gonna hook you in a certain way, why didn't I do a certain something? If I'm grabbing a side headlock, why am I not trying to submit you with that side headlock? Why am I just doing a side headlock just for the sake of doing it? Oh, because that's what you do in a wrestling match to start off. We just grab a side headlock, not Randy Orton. 
Go back and did you see that side headlock that Randy Orton grabbed on Riddle on Raw? Yeah, he cinched that headlock in. You would think that Randy Orton was trying to win with that side headlock. He dotted the I, he crossed the T's. It makes sense. Everything should make sense in that ring. Also, too, uh, got to give kudos because we've given a lot of kudos to the commentating team. Obviously, our good friend Pat McAfee and Cole this past Friday. What we see each and every Tuesday night now with NXT with Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett. Uh, I mean, amazing job on commentary each and every week. I got to be honest with you, man. I was never really a big fan of Excalibur. I thought for the first time since AEW Dynamite has been on the air, the chemistry with Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross. Usually on this show, I just mentioned Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. I do that for a reason because those two have chemistry together. I really felt that Excalibur did a good job of threading in to Tony Schiavone and JR last night. Eventually, these guys are going to become more and more comfortable with each other. Uh, Excalibur will work up to the level of a Shivani and a Jim Ross. Jim Ross and Shivani will find their comfort levels with what Excalibur brings to the table. I want to give a I want to give props and a shout out to Taz. When Taz was on commentary last yep. night, he man Taz did one thing. He said one thing on commentary. Dave, if you remember in the page versus Starks match. Paige had Starks. I forgot what hold he had on. And instead of, or what pin he had Starks in, instead of kicking out, Starks punched or chopped Cage in the stomach. And I think Shivani or JR said that was a unique way of getting out. And, And Taz says... You know, Starks is smart. He's not going to exert any extra energy in kicking out when he could have just got out of the pinning predicament by chopping Paige in the gut. I loved that because a wrestler is bringing me into the mind of another wrestler in the middle of that ring. That's why Taz, you know, called so many WrestleManias and is is definitely an asset on commentary. Listen, I'll be the first one to tear him to shreds when he's standing in the front and just getting himself over. But I'll also be the first one to put him over when he deserves it. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the great in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, and Bully, MJF once again. And as he seems to do each and every week, completely killing it on the microphone. The only thing that would have made that promo better is if MJF was holding a gun to Chris Jericho's head and said, Say what again? I dare you, motherfucker. 
That's how good that promo was last night. It was Samuel L. Jackson-esque. Remember when Samuel L. Jackson and Travolta come in and they break in on the three kids holding the case and and Samuel L. Jackson goes into that whole diatribe? Yep. That's what that felt like last night. That was not a promo last night. That was MJF taking out his 357, pointing it in Chris Jericho and saying, say what again? The kid didn't even flub over one word. He didn't stutter. He didn't hesitate. Nothing. That's next level shit. I agree. And... And listen, I know it's going to sound crazy when talking about this promo as being a negative because there's nothing negative about it. The one negative I will say is the placement of the promo because you had MJF cut that fucking promo, which was, as you said, perfect. Not a flub, nothing. And then you had Chris Jericho do his promo later on in the middle of the ring with Tony Schiavone. And he was joking around, fooling around, singing. And I don't have a problem with that. The only problem I have is him doing that after the promo MJF had just cut. If Jericho's promo was first and then was followed up by MJF's promo, I have no problem. But I'm sorry. Chris Jericho had to follow up what MJF did much better than just joking around and goofing around in the middle of the ring last night. Jericho lost that battle last night. He lost it severely. MJF pulled ahead of Chris Jericho last night definitively last week or two weeks ago whatever the whenever two weeks ago jericho cut that incredible promo in the ring mjf came right back over the top last night and then jericho tried with all the corny name calling and all the corny shtick it did not work it did not work at all and that last night was a superstar moment because you're always going to be comparing MJF to Jericho. It's like when Rock and Cena got in the ring together and Cena and Cena made Rocky pump the brakes. So I, I'm telling, and this is why I'm telling you, and I know you just, I don't know if it was this week or last week, you're telling me, I told you about Sean Spears. I told you, Sean Spears is dead in the water. And you're like, what are you, crazy? Sean Spears is with the pinnacle and blah, 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 blah. So let me reiterate, Sean Spears is dead in the water. What do you say now? Well, here's the thing. Like, I almost <laughs> was hoping, no, Bully, I'm being serious. I was hoping last night, you know what? Instead of hearing from MJF, because we always hear from MJF, and I'm not just talking a little blurb like we heard from Wardlow. I'm talking about, all right, now let's dive in to these other members of the pinnacle. Let's hear instead of maybe MJF adds a little word at the end, but let's hear from Sean Spears. You know, let's hear from Wardlow in a significant way. Didn't happen, but, you know, how do you not give the microphone to MJF? Like, after hearing from MJF last night, do you want to hear from Wardlow? Do you want to hear from Sean Spears? Do you want to hear from FDR? I, I think, Bully, going back to your point, the answer is no. I, I, want, I just want to hear from MJF. Because MJF, right now, there is nobody in the world of pro wrestling, no one, that comes close to MJF on the microphone right now. Dave, remember like in the 50s and 60s when you had bands like Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, Gladys Knight and the Pips? 
Yes. That's MJF and four other guys. It's it's uh, right what, now. It's, watch it. Uh, watch this. Okay, go ahead. What color was everybody wearing? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I everybody don't. wore black. What did MJF wear? A completely different color, as if he was Frankie Valley and everybody else was the Four Seasons. Let me ask you a question. What were the Four Seasons names? I have no idea. What was the guy in the front? Fall, fall, summer, spring, and winter. (laughs) Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons and MJF and whatever you want to call that backup band. I'm sorry. He's entirely too good. And at 25 years old... He shouldn't have to worry about keeping guys close to his hip because he's so good that he's just going to surpass them immediately. Like, I don't what, – what, what, listen, Wardlow did okay last night with his verbiage. Sure. But MJF had to turn around and give him the Iggy and tell him to talk. He even forgot when to talk. I'm surprised they didn't kill the pre-tape right there and say start over. If I'm Sean Spears, if I'm FTR, if I'm Wardlow, I won't include Wardlow because Wardlow kind of comes with the MJF package and Wardlow's going to be okay. If I'm FTR and Sean Spears, I don't want any, I don't want to be anywhere near MJF. They're going to get, and I don't give a shit what they do in the ring. Oh, they beat this guy down so hard. Or Sean Spears hit him with the chair. FTR hit their spike pile driver with Tully. Who cares? Once MJF gets on the stick, all that stuff goes away. Let me ask you something, Bully. Why is it it not the same with the inner circle? And, and, you know, because Chris Jericho dominates on the mic. Chris Jericho is really the only one that talks out of that group. But I don't feel that same way when it comes to Sammy Guevara, when it, when it, when it comes to Santana, when it comes to Hager. Why, why does it feel so much different when it comes to MJF and the pinnacle? Those guys in the inner circle have more personality, in my opinion. Like, Guevara has personality. Um, Santana and Ortiz have that street cred personality. Like, But even when Hager talked last night, he's throwing the straws. I'm like, ah, well, whatever he was throwing. I'm like, man, it, it's so corny. At least Jericho... Jericho's smart enough to say, I'm 50 years old. I'm, I, I, I've done everything. I can't get any more over than I am right now. So let me give these guys a piece also. You know? Like like when they all pulled up in the cars a couple of weeks ago, Jericho's car wasn't white. They were all black. So he, Jericho is more of the inner circle while MJF is just going to completely pull away from the pinnacle. They can try to keep those other guys close. With physicality in the ring, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look at a couple of weeks ago. How did the show open? MJF face to face with with Mike Tyson. Remember yep. what I was complaining about? Remember I said they missed they they missed an opportunity there. Of course they were listening because now they opened the show with MJF and Mike Tyson face to face. Where was the rest of the pinnacle? They weren't there. They weren't in. They weren't yeah. in camera shot. Why not? I, I don't have an answer because I, they who's weren't the there. Star? Who's, yeah. the, who's the star? 
MJF. I'm just trying to back up all my points about. No, I, I can't argue with you. Ago. I mean, I love. And here's the problem, bully. I love FTR. I love FTR. I, I you know how much I love Sean Spears. The guy's excellent in the ring. I think he's very good on the microphone as well. But how can I argue with you with the points you just made? Because when MJF is on the mic, it's it's next level shit. It really is. Bully, we're talking about how MJF destroyed Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, a 25-year-old man, beat a 30-year seasoned vet on the microphone last night on live TV. That happened. I can't on AEW I Dynamite. Can't, I can't I can't wait till we get the text later from Jericho. Can't believe you guys said that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, and joined by tag team partners. You can hear him every Friday and Saturday right here on Busted Open. Mark Henry joins us here in hour number three. What's going on, Mark? Hey, man, I could not have one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, male or female, uh, and not be on. Like, Molly is 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 the pinnacle in women's wrestling as it relates to work ethic and reliability. Uh, her talent speaks for itself. She's in the Hall of Fame, for Christ's sake. Um, she is arguably... Uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound like it's just wrestling. I'm saying the complete. She's the most complete female wrestler that I ever been around. Wow. I'm, when I say reliable, loyal, respected by male and female, like you, you can't find nobody that's you know more balanced than her. 
Well, and, and Mark, I know you've been looking forward to speaking with Molly, so I'm, I'm going to lay out a little bit. I'm so glad you're here this morning so you guys get to talk. I'm going to let you and Dave kind of take take the reins here. I'm going to lay out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fan, and I'm going to listen, and I'm going to enjoy. No, you're going to ask Ooh. questions. I know you, Bull. You say that, and then you're, you can have he questions came. from Molly. Uh, yeah. He's got something. Okay, now I'm not saying a word. No, that's not true. <laughs> because we got, we got Hall of Famer. Bully Ray, we have Hall of Famer Mark Henry, and let's bring in Hall of Famer Molly Holly. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we oh appreciate my God. it. So good to hear your voice. Oh, Mark, that was so nice that you don't usually um, do the show on Thursdays, and Thursday was the only day I could, so that was really nice that, that you made it work out so that we could be on together. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like, I, I, I told you a long time ago. I mean, this is years ago. Uh, we both were done with wrestling at that point. Well, I was done. You still kicking. Um, but I, I told you that I, I, I love the fact that you were just a good human being, that you were mm-hmm. uh, uh, a child of God, that you, like, it was so many things that made me love you. And, I wish that there was more Molly Hollies out there. Oh, thank you so much. That is so sweet. Thank you. God, how do I follow it up? I mean, how can Man, I follow I, up that the, question? The, the, the best way that. to follow it up, Dave, is mm-hmm. uh, to ask. I mean, we're only a couple of weeks past WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it seemed like WrestleMania went so fast. Molly, did you feel like... Uh, everything was going so fast that you couldn't take time to just to smell the roses? When I was wrestling full-time, do you mean? No, as it relates to uh, what the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania weekend and well, it was so unusual because with the Hall of Fame this year, it was pre-recorded. So it actually was pretty separate from WrestleMania for me. I actually went back home for like a week and then came back to Florida for WrestleMania. So oh, wow. it was really unusual that it was it was like two totally different things. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, what was that like? Huge. Because obviously this WrestleMania, unlike any other, you know, fans finally being able to come back in attendance after what we saw uh, last year. So completely different vibe than I'm sure uh, what you're used to. But talk about just the entire process when you heard about that you were going in and, you know, traveling and what was it like? Just just talk about the process of going into the Hall of Fame. So I'm not sure how honest I should be. <laughs> but, um, be you. So when I first, it was really awesome that Hurricane Holmes um, was the one to tell me that I was going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. That And the fact that he, like, legitimately for real got choked up and he was super proud of me and and that that was really really special. So so I love that moment. Um, but the behind the scenes of after that is that I was told that I'd have about fifteen minutes to give a speech. So I spent a lot of time and had three friends of mine that are professional writers help me, and I I practiced it for like sixty hours. Like I have a regular nine to five job, and after work every day I would practice it while I was going for a walk and. I worked really hard on it, and then a couple of days before, they said, oh, never mind, uh, you actually have two minutes um, to give your speech. And I cried for like four hours. (laughs) I was like... I think all this, when in the girls, and I'm sure it happens to the guys too, but a lot of times when I used to wrestle full-time, they would tell us, okay, you have like 12 minutes to wrestle. And then right before we walk out, they'd be like, nope, nope, you have four minutes. 
And we'd be like, oh, we were so ready to like tell a story of good versus evil and give the fans their money's worth. And now it's just like entrances, two moves and 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 the match. And I, it would be like such a heartbreak. And so I think I took a lot of that uh, resentment or, or hurt or whatever from 20 years ago and piled it onto that moment when they cut my speech down. And I just was like, I was so sad. But here's the good news. The WWE made it right, and they let me give my speech on their YouTube page that has like 75 million people that that, that, that look on that. And so then, I, like, here I was, like, so hurt, and then I was so happy that they let me thank Dean Malenko and Lanny Poffo and these people that really, really helped shape my career. So it, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for me. Well, I, I watched it. And my eyes welled up a couple of times, especially uh, when Shane uh, gave you the announcement that you were going in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. And, you know, yeah. Bully and I, we, we've been around Shane enough to know that everybody thinks that, you know, Hurricane is coming through, that he, he's, he's uh, a comical character. But Shane is a tough guy. Shane, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've watched grown men walk up to him and say stuff out of line and end up on their back. I mean, he'll <laughs> drop you where you stand. And for to right. see a, a, a tough guy get choked up uh, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, that meant a lot to me. And it got yeah. me too. And yeah. you saying, think, thanking all the people that helped you along the way, um, that always resonates big with me. Um, I don't, I, I've never asked bully how he feels about, um, the people that, that trained him. Cause I have a couple of coaches that I didn't like, <laughs> but for the most <laughs> part, uh, I respected them all. But, um, mm-hmm. can you elaborate more on that? Like, you know, what did you get from Dean and what did you get from, um, from Lanny and from and Lanny I had Pop. other trainers too, like even before them. But yeah, so here I consider myself to be a pretty average athlete. Like I, even as a senior in high school, I was a junior varsity gymnast. So I can do a back handspring, back tuck, but I'm was never Olympic bound by any means. And so I'm just like an average. And then I think to myself, you know, my legs aren't really long and luxurious and I don't have, you know, I'm just like kind of plain. And so I have like all these like barriers that made me think, well, I'm never really going to make it big. But then people like Lanny Poffo and Dean Malenko believed in me and they taught me like Lanny taught me a lot of the psychology of the business and had me watch matches from his dad's era, Angelo Poffo and, and a lot of Randy uh, Macho Man Savage's matches and, and really helped me with the storytelling aspect of it. And then Dean spent so much time showing me technical maneuvers so that I could step out of the barriers of being kind of average ish and, um, really helped me become, you know, because if you, if you, something special, you know, and so I, I feel like the, the the time that Dean Malenko spent teaching me all these moves helped me make a name for myself, helped me to get noticed. When I was in WCW valeting for Macho Man, Bobby Heenan would be on the commentary kind of making fun that I was just like this extra girl in a dress just like for no reason. And then Macho Man let me jump off the top rope and missile drop kick people. And, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like this isn't just some girl, like she can do these moves. And that would have never happened if Dean and Lanny wouldn't have really spent the time to help me build my confidence with the actual wrestling moves. 
when you look at your career and you had so many great matches, you know, the match with Gail Kim and, you know, and Trish, like, you know, also, too, we can't forget that in New Orleans, you know, Bully went into the Hall of Fame, Mark went into the Hall of Fame, and also Ivory went into the Hall of Fame, and you inducted uh, Ivory into the Hall of Fame. So what was that experience like being out in New Orleans to do that? Oh, that was so fun. I loved it. Like, uh, Ivory has been one of my best friends um, since I met her. Like, we just really hit it off. And then to see her get that honor and for me, for her to even ask me to, to be a part of it was, I just felt so honored. And yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. I was very, very happy for her. You know, hi Molly, it's Bubba. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) Well, I was enjoying the interview so much, I just wanted to say hello. And, um, I I loved your speech, I loved the fact that you thanked the crew because they do Mm -hmm. so much for, for us, and it doesn't seem like they get enough props. And I thought it was awesome that you started with them. You, you went on to talk about, um, you know, you having your head shaved and Vince having his head shaved. And I love the fact that you made the joke about Vince. But can you walk us through the thought process and the actual meeting with Vince that created this very memorable WrestleMania moment for you, shaving your head? Oh, sure. So, um, I actually, I was women's champ a good chunk of that year, and they told me that they were not going to have a women's wrestling match at WrestleMania. They were just going to have a a pillow fight with some of the recent hires that had just come from the modeling world to our show. And I was really, really upset about it. (laughs) So I crafted a plan to try to draw some interest. So I actually made like a little storybook where I put on a bald cap, took pictures of myself, um, wrote out a story. Um, actually the storyline included Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cause I was like, I want this to be big, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. and said that if I put my hair on the line for WrestleMania, so I, I gave the presentation to actually Stephanie, but she was in the room with Vince and some other writers. And I gave the presentation and I said, um, I really, really want to be on WrestleMania and I'm willing to get my head shaved to, to be on the show. And um, shortly after that, they got back to me and said that, yes, they would go ahead and, and go with that story. Wow. That's, that's what you call putting yourself out there. And a lot of people I, like we bully and I, we, we talk about passion and doing whatever it takes to get noticed in the ring. Even if it's something subtle, um, mm-hmm. you just 100% embodied that conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago. Like in mm-hmm. a nutshell, you, you did it. You put it out there. Dave always says that we rely too much on the concept of other people writing, other people trying to tell us who we are. And with right. just that WrestleMania, this WrestleMania, the rain delay an act of God forced the WWE to put people out there and let them rely on their training and they killed mm-hmm. it. Do you think that there should be more of that, more of the talents uh, lobbying for themselves and, yeah. and, and putting stuff out there? Well, I feel a little out of touch with how they're doing it now, but if they're doing it now, how they did it 20 years ago, um, I know for a fact that there were so many 
people that had amazing talent that didn't get to showcase it, that didn't get to use. Like sometimes a talent might submit a storyline and then they use it for somebody else, somebody else, you know, and that's always a heartbreak too. And so, um, but there were definitely people who had ideas that it would have been amazing if they could have used them. But then there's other people who maybe are, I don't want to say like push the fast forward button on their careers and they may not have had time or maybe that's just not their gifting to understand a a good storyline or a good character development. So I think some people do need assistance from professional writers to help develop the character they want to be. But then there are other people who are just born to be stars, born to entertain. And it's like in their nature, like I think about the rock, how like you can't find any writer on the planet that can write something better than what he could do for himself. And so, so I think that it kind of goes both ways. I think it's good to have writers, um, but it would be really great if, if there was more opportunity for the wrestlers to have a say in what they're doing. You know, Molly, when you look at your career, it, may, it might have been a moment that you've already mentioned, but is there a moment in your Hall of Fame career that stands out above every other one? Um, well, the, the one that I guess is most memorable is like the head shaving thing, but I really loved um, just being in the ring with people that I watched when I was a kid. When I was first in WCW with Macho Man, I mean, I was in the ring with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and Sting and I was just like, I can't believe that I'm in a, like, a part of a match where just 10 years ago I was, like, watching these people on TV and I was just a kid, you know. So so to me it was just really special to be able to be in the ring doing action with my, like, childhood um, heroes. That is cool. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> is Mom, there anything you, you – oh, go to... ahead, Bo- go ahead, Mark. Oh, sorry. I am a bully. Uh, I I introduce you uh, to Izzy. And Izzy is the the young girl. Uh, She loves wrestling. Her her family loves wrestling. And she's mild-mannered. And the first time that I I met her, um, she was such a big Bailey fan. And uh, I said, have you – I know you love Bailey. I was like, but I want you to do me a favor. And she was like, what's that, Mark? <laughs> and I said, I want you to go and look up all the matches you can that Molly Holly had. And she came back to me probably the next week down there in Orlando and said, oh, my God. Like, I- I've seen her before, but I never really, like, looked at her and studied, like, the things that she did. She she was like, thank you so much. And and I I, I feel like she's going to be one of those 10 years from now that will will go. Wow. I remember her when she was a little kid. And when I told her that um, that we had a line of communication and, and we spoke, she was like, oh, my God, can you please tell her that I love her and I appreciate everything that she's done for women's wrestling and was very respectful. And that's what spawned me to call you. And and see mm-hmm. if you would you know entertain a conversation with her. How did that conversation uh, turn out? 
Oh, she, well, first, like when she first reached out to me and I, we set up a time to, to do her show, um, I went back and saw some of the other things that she did. And I was like, wow, this girl is so talented. I can't believe she's so young yet has this focus and the skill set and this confidence. Like I, I was really impressed with her. So, um, so then when I did her show, she was awesome. She was a really great host. And, um, yeah, so I I think that she definitely will be a huge success. I mean, if she there's different aspects of wrestling, you know, whether it's commentary or interviewing or being a referee or being a valet or being a wrestler, you know, and I I think that she's so in love with the business as a whole that in different stages of her life, I think she'll always have a place there. Well, to be honest, Molly, um mm-hmm. The reason that I, I I did that, I made that connection is because she's mentored by our very own Bully Ray. And he is a oh, full okay. he is a full on Sith Lord. And I I felt like she needed balance. Mean? She needed balance in the force. <laughs> that she needed a she needed a Jedi Knight to lead her through this world and so mm-hmm. she can have good and bad. <laughs> so <laughs> You are the force, Molly. You're the you're, you're you're the Jedi Knight in this equation. I don't even know if you even watch Star Wars. That is so sweet. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mark, what you say is so true. Molly is probably the nicest, purest person that I've ever seen in this entire industry. So, Molly, yep. let me ask you: like, sometimes wrestling is a very dirty business how did uh, how did you survive in such a business that you know could be a little gritty and grimy at times that's a great question i i know that everyone says nice things about me but um i cried every single day at work like my last year there (laughs) it was it was getting to me like all of it was a lot. And so the constant struggle of trying to maintain integrity yet still wanting to perform and do what I love. I mean, there were some times when um, Vince Russo first came to WCW when I was there and he was making big changes. And there was just like a lot of things that I was like, Oh, I want to be a part of wrestling, but I don't really want to be a part of that. Or, you know, there's, there was just so much. And it was honestly emotionally exhausting. I mean, my entire television career only lasted six years and about three years into it, I was feeling pretty burned out. (laughs) So I I think that it it took a toll on me emotionally and um, yeah, it was exhausting. I, I feel like I'm still thankful for it. I mean, I got to travel the world. I met amazing people. I really did love many, many parts of it, but that whole like underworld of um, show business in general, whether it's, you know, being told I'm too fat or, or um, uh, just always feeling not good enough or the being tired all the time. And there's just a lot of things that, um, that did wear on me. Um, But I mean, I still wouldn't take it back for anything. I mean, it was, it was a great experience um, as a whole. Molly, uh... I think that you you were born in wrestling too soon. Today mm-hmm. you would be a megastar. And mm-hmm. all of these women owe it to you and Ivory and the other women that didn't get to wrestle like they wrestle now, the way you would, oh my God, I'd have paid so much money to see you and Sasha Banks. Jesus, Aww. I would have spent, spent my last dime to see that as a wrestling fan. 
And mm-hmm. a lot of the women today, I hope gar- girls, got women, do not take for granted that the people paved the road for you because I remember the oil wrestling. I remember the mud wrestling. The, the mm-hmm. You mentioned the, the pillow fights and cat fights and stuff and, and how a lot of women thought it was demeaning. But they did it anyway because they wanted to be on TV. And I, I, I feel for you. And, but I, I hope you take solace in knowing that um, all those big tunnels that were carved out in this country, uh, you, you helped do that. And uh, you can live vicariously through uh, the matches that you see today with Oscar and Charlotte. And mm-hmm. I mean, not just WWE programming. But did you see last mm-hmm. night? I don't know if you you watch as much wrestling as we do, but <laughs> I thought that Sheeta and Ty Conti like had a, yeah. a really good match last night, and um, I wish that you know all of the women that predates them would have been able to have that kind of opportunity and that much time mm-hmm. to be able to have fifteen minutes of real on air uh, time is is special. And um, man, I just. I appreciate you. You're, 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 I really, really appreciate who you are and, and what you have done for women's wrestling. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, Mark. And, and, and Molly, you know, looking back at your career, and, and he said, well, you've been able to contribute throughout it. That's why you find yourself in the WWE Hall of Fame. Congratulations on all your success. And also, too, from listening that hey you'll be able to put it behind you move on with your life and yeah. you have you know and that's the thing you're still incredibly young having now been inducted into the hall of fame and have that hall of fame career like we're talking to you like you're in your 60s my god it's like you're still incredibly <laughs> young so uh to be able to do all that and that short uh, amount Dave. Of, not, not day 22 more. but but at the same time to be able to have a hall of fame career in that in that amount of time tells you uh what you were able to accomplish and the impact that you had so congratulations and and thank you so much for the time this morning yeah thank you so much for having me okay molly holly thank you molly bye 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 molly holly guys wwe hall of famer and definitely a hall of fame career for sure guys Oh man! Pure like, as the driven snow. Well, that was her character, Amen. you know. That, it was. It wasn't the character. It was her. It was like she is the sweetest wrestler ever born. And I, Bully asked the best question of the show: like, how was it dealing with that, and how did you, how did you do it, and. When you're as nice and as sweet and as respectful and honest as she was, the wrestling business is cutthroat, it's killer, it's backstabbing, it's it, Dave, it's everything negative in this world. But I wouldn't have changed not one thing. I, I love the business still. Uh, I, I got a chance to, to, to put my creative juices out there to meet with other guys that were like mine that thought about the business before they thought about their own character. But they also wanted to say, man, this is what my character is. And you had to learn how to coexist with people mm-hmm. that come from different walks of life. I mean, it was, it was just a, a microcosm of uh, talents and skill sets and, and upbringings. And, and we were able to, to put on some really good entertainment for the fans. But Molly is one of those people, man, that 
Um, I know she had to suck it up more than everybody else because she didn't want to do pillow fights. She didn't want to do cat fights. She didn't want to like do mud wrestling or jello matches. I mean, you think about it and you go, oh my God, man, how would I want my wife or would I want my, my daughter or would I want my, my mother to be looked at like that? And in entertainment, we realize some stuff is just entertainment, but it can't be the norm. Yeah. And now in, we're in, in a, a better in a, place. In a world of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politicking, it's amazing she made it through. And she probably made it through on faith, which, she, which Mark, I know, touched on just a hair. But uh, I, I'm glad that she made it through. I'm glad that she's a fellow Hall of Famer because she really is a sweet person. Well, and and Bully, she said it like she was the focal point for about a six year period. That was kind of like where she was on TV a lot was a six year, uh, you know, time span. And she said for three of those six years, she was burnt out. You know, she was crying at the end of the day. So, you know, even though she had that Hall of Fame career, I'm sure when she finally said, all right, I'm done. She was done and able to move on uh, with the rest of her life. Dave, uh, Mark, tell me if you agree with this. When me and Mark were swimming in them waters, you would get, when they fed us, they fed us all at the same time, and it was eat or be eaten. Now, they feed them all individually. I'm telling you, man, it was a a great white shark tank back then. Now, it's like a bunch of goldfish swimming around. They all get along. Everybody's happy. Yeah, back in the day, everybody was getting along and everybody's happy because we're all making a fuck ton of money. But you had guys cutting each other's throats left and right. Yeah, and, and I, can, I can understand what Bully is saying and what Undertaker said. It, it was different, but I think it's better now. I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it twice on Sunday now. Uh, the one thing that you're, gonna, you're not going to get is you're not going to get what you saw last night with MJF. MJF came from a place of passion, a place of he's not being held down under the thumb, but he embodies what he has seen and what he has learned from our history. And he is able to go out and portray and perform the past as right now. And a lot of these guys and girls, you talk about Sean Spears sitting in the back. Sean Spears needs to look in the mirror and say, no more. I respect everybody in front of me, but I'm walking to the front of the line today. And if I get fired, there's other places to go work. And and, and if you have that mentality, you'll succeed. If you don't and you're a sheep, what happened to sheep? Take it eat. That's a bully question. You're mutton. You get barbecue. That's what you get. You know what I would do, Dave? I would wait for Peyton Royce's 90 days to be up. If I'm AEW, I'm hiring her in an instant. I'm getting Sean Spears away from the pinnacle, and I'm turning them into a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, shit. All right, bully. I see you. Do that. Do that. That man. They got they got the look. They got that, you know, that they that that great husband wife feel. And if not a Bonnie and Clyde, a um uh a Mickey and Mallory. Johnny Gargano and, and Candace. 
Mickey and Mallory from Natural Born Killers. Oh, man. There you go. There you I go. I mean, why Crazy. not? I mean, why not? And, and you know, one thing, too, really quick about what Molly said that I wanted to bring up with both guys is, you know, Mark, you asked her about, hey, WrestleMania, night one, rain delay, live microphone, step up to the plate, and everybody that took that microphone on night one knocked it out of the park. And you said maybe that should be the norm moving forward for the WWE. And I thought her answer was interesting where it's like, all right, give them the option, have the riders. But if you have somebody that's talented, that doesn't need it, then don't use them. And then for the people, at least at the beginning that do need it, then give them the script, then have the riders until they don't need it. I thought that was a great answer by Molly. It was. And, and she answered it as honestly as she could without being disrespectful. And I don't look at it as disrespect. It's a part of your life. If you're saying your experience, you should be entitled to say your experience and not get heat for it. Like I'm talking about my existence. Mm-hmm. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and Bully, there probably are wrestlers that do, do need to, at least at the beginning, have their hand held. But, man, like she said, you have somebody like The Rock or, like you guys are talking about, somebody like MJF. And who knows who that untapped talent is in the WWE. You throw the script out the window and give them a live microphone and let them go. Look Chris at what goes Jericho. on. In, in, look at what goes on in the wrestling business right now. Impact bullet points and lets them go aew bullet points lets them go mlw we heard from court bauer bullet points lets them go this is where the business is going now i do agree with what paul Heyman said about scripted promos the wwe is a publicly traded company and they have to be careful of every little thing that is said and vince mcmahon has a right to know every little thing you're going to say but that doesn't mean you have to script out an entire promo i have witnessed with my own eyes a guy or a girl get in trouble because they didn't say the word the like they missed the word the or and they didn't memorize it word for word and you sit back and you go wait a minute this is not what i know of the wrestling business so i would hope that what we saw at the beginning of WrestleMania, maybe one day comes to fruition. It's going on in NXT. Yes, and working. But you know what, Bully, for the same thing, there were times where I cut promos, and I was, I was, I was, I was wrestling Randy Orton. And I had the mic, and I said something to the effect of, you know, what I've done in this world and in this business is etched in stone. I was like, you step to me, I will split your head to the white meat. And I came to the back, and everybody was laughing. They were like, split your head to the white meat. That was great. They could not write that. Mm. That was in me. That was how I was raised. That's how I grew up. That's what I saw. You, you mean to tell me... One one of the guys that have went to went to college for communications and theater and art, their their experience is gonna 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 warrant that. No, it's not. So that Vince takes the good with the bad. If you're good at it, he'll let you do it. If you go out there and shit the bed, then now they gotta hold your hand and micromanage you. I made a mistake on air. 
I left. There was a time zone difference. And I've been warned. I've been reprimanded. I've, I've been, you know, I get uh, a text an hour before. Mark, are you, you, you going to be ready? Are you going to be on time? Fuck yeah, I'm going to be on time. I made a mistake. I took my lumps. I don't want no more of that. Wait, so the when day did that happen? It happened today. It happened yes, last Friday. It happened Saturday. Oh, you talk, like, I thought you were talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about when you were working at WWE. Because I was going to no, tell I'm you, you must have not learned your lesson. I'm talking about now. Okay. Oh, like, shit, shit happens. And then you die. No, but you're right, Mark. Shit does happen. And sometimes that shit can be gold. Don't get hot. No, because you're right. I'm, like, I'm going to get that, hot. That line you use, it's kind of, you know. That was your persona. Only that that could only come from your heart and your head. That's the only not from a writer's hand or some no. you know as bully likes to imitate you know some twenty four year old nerd that's never saw a, a, a naked woman in their life. Not hey, from that I person. It. I love it when he does that. Though. Yeah, I mean, oh, but from I you, never saw it though. I never saw it. I, I've heard it on this show as a fan. <laughs> But please, can you get bless me one time? You know, man. I can't. I can't do it if you put me on the spot. Oh. It's only when we're. T- he can only do it when talking about Monday Night Raw because only from Monday Night Raw could you get it coming. Man, from that Monday person. Night Raw was good. What? What? It was why, good. Why it was good, like Mark. No, Mark. We said it was we didn't good. Say we didn't like it. We put we it. We said over. it was good. We put it over. We okay. said it was good. It wouldn't be my weekly winner, but it was good. It won't it's be not going to be your weekly Mark T and NXT was so good this they week. They were fucking last good. Week and the week before and the week before yes. that. I Raw mean, was Smackdown good. NXT Roman and Reigns. AEW were fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up yeah. until WrestleMania season, uh, SmackDown was like number one like seven times in a row. And and then WrestleMania come and you start dialing guys back so you can make sure everybody's healthy for Mania. Yada yada, we understand. Uh, yeah, go away, sh- go go home shows and all of that. Three weeks out, it sucks. But the best segment, though, by far, was you know the women's tags. That was the best segment on Raw by far. <sighs> <laughs> no, Mandy, uh, you know, Mandy and Alexa and Nia and Shayna, uh, Lana. It was it was they it was they most recent. <laughs> <laughs> On that, we can agree. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. 
Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.